It's time now for today's GeoQuiz, and we welcome you. Really, we're glad you're with us. I hope you feel welcome, because that matters a great deal to a lot of people, especially international travelers. If you don't feel welcome, you move on, or you don't go back. Please stay with me now, though, because a recent survey by the World Economic Forum asked people in 140 countries this question, how welcome are foreign visitors in your country? The answers can be used to rank nations from the most welcoming to the least. Now we want you to weigh in, take a stab at naming one of the top three countries that are most welcoming to foreigners, as well as one of the bottom three least welcoming places. We'll post a map visualization of the survey results at theworld.org. And we're back with the answers later in the program. So, which countries around the globe are the most welcoming to foreigners, and which ones rank as the least welcoming? That's what we were asking for in our GeoQuiz, and that's one of the subjects tackled by a recent survey on global tourism by the World Economic Forum. It probed attitudes toward foreign visitors in 140 different countries. Max Fisher blogs about foreign policy for The Washington Post. And Max, you don't represent the World Economic Forum, but you did zero in on the data. Who comes out on top? So according to the survey, the three most welcoming countries to foreigners are Iceland, New Zealand, and interestingly enough, Morocco. Mm. Uh, And their data shows that the three least welcoming to foreigners are Bolivia, Venezuela, and Russia. Okay, so let's start with the least welcoming. Bolivia, Venezuela, and Russia, what do you read into that? Well, what's interesting about it is that there's not really a single variable that explains all of the data. It seems like there's actually a few different trends layered on top of one another. One of them is definitely levels of development. Western Europe tends to be more welcoming. Eastern Europe, including Russia, tends to be a lot less welcoming, according to the data. And then within Latin America, it appears that the countries that have more nationalistic and kind of strongly independent foreign policies also appear to be less welcoming to foreigners. Uh, You know, we mentioned Bolivia and Venezuela. Ecuador, which holds itself up as kind of an anti-imperialist bastion, also tends to score pretty low. But a lot of their neighbors, which have, you know, relatively similar histories, similar ethnic makeups, appear to be very welcoming. It's possible that foreign policy nationalism could be one explanation for that. From your travels, does that make sense? I mean, do correlations like that scan? I mean, I've been to Mali, one of the poorest countries in the world. They were so welcoming there. It's interesting. Mali is incredibly welcoming to foreigners. Another top ranking country is Yemen which I think most people might not immediately think of as welcoming to foreigners. So that's what I love about this data. There's so much to learn from it. Um, You know, again, we're talking about the Middle East, a place that people don't think of as particularly developed or maybe as particularly welcoming to Westerners. Um, And there's huge variation. Yemen, Bahrain, Oman, United Arab Emirates, Egypt, Turkey, all very welcoming to outsiders. But Saudi Arabia and Iran are two of the least welcoming countries in the world. So you kind of have to wonder, you know, what are the trends here that are kind of pushing these social forces in, in that direction? And the top three countries, Iceland, New Zealand and Morocco, I mean, they're so far flung. Uh, What do they have in common? Nothing that that I can see. Iceland and and New Zealand are two very prosperous countries with high human development indices, which tends to correlate with being very welcoming. But Morocco is kind of a puzzle. You know, it's possible that Morocco's history as kind of a center of global trade for many centuries and a center of migration 
it's possible that people are just more accustomed to the idea of having foreigners moving through their society and that being kind of a normal part of life. Um, and that's a trend you see in other parts of the world. In Southeast Asia, Thailand, which has a tremendous history of international trade, is very welcoming. You asked for responses from your readers. Did you get any interesting feedback? A lot of people from countries that did not rank highly saying, well, that must be wrong because, you know, I'm from Denmark and you listed us as not welcoming, but I'm very welcoming to foreigners. <laughs> what was funny is that you get into conversations with people where they're talking about this. People have different conceptions when they use the word foreigner. And we kind of forget that foreigner can mean, you know, oh, wealthy, you know, Western or Japanese tourist, but it can also mean, you know, seasonal migrant worker, illegal immigrant. And I think once people start to see that, okay, a visiting foreigner can mean a lot of different things, they might say, well, you know, I love when German tourists come to my country, but, you know, there is a lot of hostility here towards, say, you know, North African migrant workers. Max, take the data off the table for a minute. What's your own experience? Uh, most welcoming country and least welcoming country in the world? Ooh, good question. Most welcoming country... I would say Egypt, hmm. and least welcoming country, I would say Egypt during Ramadan. <laughs> People can get a little bit cranky, as I would too if I hadn't eaten for 10 hours. Washington Post foreign policy blogger Max Fisher, thank you. Thank you.